0: The podcast where two music fans pick a classic album completely at random. Using the patented Random Album Generator, they are given an album to review from a curated list of over 1000 classic releases, spanning multiple genres. And now onto the show. Here are your hosts, Jeremy Boyd and John Van Dyke.
1: Hey, welcome to Polyphonic Press. I'm Jeremy Boyd. And I'm John Van Diffen. And uh, let's not waste any time. We've got the patented random album generator right in front of us here. Uh, so let's hit the button and see what album we're going to be listening to this week. And the album we're going to be listening to is Primal Scream, Vanishing Point. Okay. I'm not sure. I, I don't think I've ever heard of... I've heard of Primal Scream, I think. Um, but I'm not... Familiar with them. I've heard the name. Okay, so this is what it says on allmusic.com. Okay, so, Primal Scream found themselves in danger of losing their hip audience in the wake of their misconceived trad rock record, Give Out But Don't Give Up. As a reaction, they returned to the genre-bending electronic dance rock of the seminal Screamadelica for Give Out's uh, follow-up. Vanishing Point instead of recycling the dazzling, dazzlingly bright neo psychedelia of scream Adel- delica primal scream reaches deep into cavernous dub and 60s pop vanishing point is a dark trippy album filled with mit- mind-bending rhythms and cinematic flourishes the addition of former stone roses bassist Manny to this uh, to the scream gives their music an organically funky foundation that had been lacking over those rhythms are samples Samples, re- reverb guitars, and synthesizers that echo spy movies, Southern Soul and The Stones. Above anything else, Vanishing Point is about sound and groove. Words remain a weak point for Bobby Gillespie, who only managed to, manages cohesive lyrics on the swirling burning wheel and star, but that is a secondary concern since Primal Scream is at its best when working with, uh, working the rhythms. So songs like Kowalski and in particular, in particular, the extended instrumentals of Get Duffy and Train Spotting illustrate that the group is still capable of creating exotic, thoroughly entrancing sounds, which is what makes Vanishing Point a remarkable comeback. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um... When was this? Uh nineteen ninety-seven. Okay. Okay, so yeah, so this album was released on July seventh, nineteen ninety-seven. Uh genres are electronic rock, dub, neo psychedelia, and kraut rock. Uh and label is creation and reprise records produced by Permal Scream, Brendan Lynch, and Andrew Weatherall. Um and they're a Scottish band. So And they're Kraut Rock? I guess. Okay. Uh, uh, so, yes, yeah, so there are there's no really, really no side one or side two, but uh, there's 11 songs on the album. So what we'll do is we'll listen to the the first five and then listen to the uh, the last six songs and um, go. And this album starts off with a song called Burning Wheel. So uh, here we go. Here's Burning Wheel from the album Vanishing Point by Primal Scream. Okay, ending the first half of the album with if they move, kill'. Them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm I don't know about this. I'm, I'm having a bit of a hard time connecting with this music.
0: Yeah, a little bit too. I mean, there's parts of it I like and then there's other parts I'm just, it's its not doing it for me. I thought Burning Wheel was kind of cool. I mean, it still had that sort of like hip hop beep going on behind it, but it had more of that like 1960s sort of pop sort of thing going on. And I thought it was kind of cool. Um, some of it is, is, I guess it's a little too industrial for me maybe.
1: I don't know. It's yeah, it's too industrial and and I think the description is right in that, you know, to me like these aren't really songs in a way. Like I get that they're instrumentals, but they they sound like it it does sound like music you would put in like a spy movie or an action movie or something yeah. like that, like Mission Impossible or like The yes. Bourne Identity or something like that.
0: Especially from like the night, you know, late, late 90s, 90s early 2000s just, that
1: yeah era. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it doesn't strike me as the type of music you would necessarily put out as an album, but rather to write as incidental music, you know, to, to a, a scene in a movie or something like that. So I'm, I guess I'm having a hard time connecting it, connecting to it as, as a as as music rather than you know uh, the song star uh so far as uh, was really the only song with vocals well some of the, a lot of
0: them have vocals but some of them are it's the only one that had like like lyrics
1: yes yeah, so, lyric yeah, yeah yeah um and so uh, yeah that that song was was all right and um but the rest of it just uh, you know i'm i'm having a hard time feeling it i guess And you're right. I think part of it is it's because it's very industrial. It feels very cold.
0: And don't get me. Sometimes industrial music is like industrial music is uh, it's a legitimate genre out there. And it's uh, not all bad. It's, you know, I kind of like myself a bit of Depeche Mode from now and then. But uh, Nine Inch Nails, of course, were very industrial. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This one's I don't know. I mean, you kind of have to wait and see what the second side says and has in store too, but I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you too. I'm still sort of on the fence of, as to whether or not I'm really behind this one.
1: Yeah, it, it really just is like there, the, the, the that's the thing is like there really isn't anything wrong with it. Like if I were producing this, this album, it's like, yeah, it's it's executed well, it's it's done really well. There's nothing really like there's nothing where I can point as like, oh, the guitar should be this or that, or just, like there's none of that. It's just they're, like they're, technically, there isn't anything wrong with it. I think it's just a matter of taste, really. It really is just a matter of taste, yeah. Like, there's nothing really to pull apart or and dissect, and it's like it's done well. It's just. I don't know. It's just not really for me. Um, it sounds so very
0: far. '90s to me.
1: It does. It just—it's got very much so. It,
0: It's—it seems to be like dated itself to that period. And maybe it there's there's a certain amount of to bias to me because I was not really up on a lot of stuff from the '90s during the '90s, and and some of it kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Especially like I don't know. I just wasn't into like the whole dance thing. Maybe I was a little too young for it, but I was just, I don't know. I was still listening to a lot of older stuff and it was just, I don't know.
1: Yeah. And there are some, some of those elements here in that. And, um, so yeah, I, I am curious to hear the, the rest of the album though. Um, you know, just to see like, cause you know, maybe there are some, some hidden gems and that one thing I did read about this album, and I'm curious to hear, is uh, what's his name? The the singer uh, Bobby Gillespie. Th- uh, there, there's a cover of the of a Motorhead song, Motorhead, uh, and he sang it through a Darth Vader mask. So I am curious. I am curious to hear what that sounds like. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so let's get into the second half of the album. Uh, and it's, uh, starts off with a song, uh, out of the void. So here we go. All right, ending the album with "Long Life." Um, yeah, I I think this the the second half of the album was a little better, and I think I figured I think I figured out why I was having such a hard time um, connecting with the music, and the the songs that I actually did enjoy and did like were "Star," "Medication," and "Long Life," and Motorhead was okay too. Those are the songs with uh, lyrics and vocals, and I think the vocal line and the vocal melody is sort of the it's the human element of the song. And even though Long Life still had a lot of electronic noise and 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 um, a lot of that sort of I guess industrial sort of sound, because there was a vocal line, it was easier for me to to make a connection with. And I feel, I, th- I think that's why I was struggling. I think that's why I was struggling is because it was all instrumental. And I don't necessarily mind instrumental if it's musicians playing, but when it's cold industrial music, it's hard for me to grab onto. And I think it's the lack of the human el- It's very robotic.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I thought Stuka was sort of interesting because it reminded me of dub music. Um, what was the other one? Spotting was sort of dub-like as well in a lot of places. Um, so it was, uh, you know, I, I, I definitely think the second half was a lot easier to get to uh get into, but it wasn't necessarily for the same reasons that you did. Um maybe it was just because uh it took a little while for me to sort of get what was going on. I don't know. Um yeah I find his his vocal stylings are kind of hard to get used to. They take some getting used to just the way he sings.
1: Yeah, but and and on the song Medication, which honestly I wanted to talk about that because that song kind of came out of nowhere.
0: Yeah, it was just a rock song.
1: <laughs> yeah, basically, but I his vocals remind me of Iggy Pop and that it sounds like, oh, "Okay, this is kind of like The Stooges." And uh so like that 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 really that song really reminded me of The Stooges and um that sort of style and his vocals are very reminiscent of Iggy Pop. So it's like, "Okay, well, I can kind of make that connection there." But you're right on some of the uh, some of the other songs. His uh, his vocal his choice in melody is is unusual for sure. Um, but yeah, that song "Medication." it's it's weird because it's a good song. It's a good rock song, and in some ways, it's my favorite song on the album. But it's also like it doesn't really fit on the album either. Like, it, it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb.
0: Yeah, it was just very, well, this is a little bit uh, them doing something completely different. Yeah, it was, uh, I didn't expect it at all.
1: No, it was, uh, this is a very, I'm, I'm very intrigued by this band now, because it's sort of like, Like, there, maybe it's an acquired taste. I don't know. But it's like, okay, well, I'm having a hard time with this. I'm having a hard time with this. And I'm still not quite on board I'm still a little bit on the fence but they've got me intrigued enough to want to like maybe see what else they've done because apparently like what the review said in the beginning is like this is sort of an album where they sort of devi or they had an album before where they deviated and this is sort of like a return to something that they've done before and sort of but not quite so I'm sort of curious it's like well what, what does their other stuff sound like
0: yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the other thing It's just like this other album that made them almost lose their fans, so called. Um, well, I mean, I bet they are their fans, but you know, I that's what the review said. They this album made them almost lose their fans. Um, what does it
1: sound like? <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm curious about that. So, yeah. Um So this album, although maybe this album isn't my favorite, or my, like, I had a hard time getting on board with it, it's like, it's got me intrigued enough, and I'm curious enough to, okay, well, maybe there's, maybe their other stuff is more, more down my street or something. I, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I have no idea.
1: Yeah. But, uh, you know, the question is, would you listen to this again?
0: I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm not likely to, but it doesn't
1: necessarily mean that i wouldn't so i don't think i'm it's not something i'm gonna put on i I, i'm gonna say no i'm gonna say no i probably wouldn't listen to this again i probably wouldn't because it's just it's a struggle to to sort of get through i think it's a struggle it's there's not enough some of the songs are interesting but there's not enough interesting stuff to make me want to return I don't think.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm going to have to stick with it completely. I don't know, because it's just if it came on again, I wouldn't turn it off necessarily. Um, but it's yeah, it was very hard to sort of get my head around as well. But uh, I don't know. The second half definitely uh, captured me a little bit more. But uh,
1: it did. Me too. Yeah. But was it enough to actually want to put the album on again? I don't know. Yeah. Um. So I guess yeah. That I guess we'll end the episode there. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you so much for listening. If you made it this far, uh, we want to hear from you whether you agree or disagree with our review of this album. You can always reach out to us uh, by going to the contact page of our website, PolyphonicPress.com and while you're there you can check out previous episodes and if you'd like to support the show you can do that by going to buymeacoffee.com slash polyphonic press it's really easy you don't need to sign up for anything all of those links are in the show notes and i think that just about does it Uh, i'm jeremy Boyd. i'm john van dyke take it easy